Hey, Lucy, what did you like the most about the Netherlands? I liked it about that we went to the grocery store. <laughs> well, what did you like about the grocery store? That we got food. <laughs> Mommy, what did you like the most about the Netherlands? Cycling. That's what Matthew said. Cycling. Do you, what do you think you're most excited about Germany for? Pierogies. Pierogies <laughs> aren't a German thing. You said they were. This past week, we left the Netherlands, and we arrived in Germany. We'll get to Germany in the next episode, but there's still so much to talk about from the Netherlands. As I record this, I'm in Germany, but my heart hasn't quite left the Dutch just yet. I miss the bustling yet carless towns and language with words like drumple, which is the word you'll see on the signs for speed bumps. Drumple. Cool, right? Reading signs has never been more fun than it was in the Netherlands. The country left a lasting impression on us that won't quickly fade. Although we've moved on physically, I'd like to dedicate just a little more time to this wonderful country, if you don't mind. Welcome to the Netherlands one more time on the Natecast. This is episode four. There are people literally everywhere. I don't feel... I, I don't remember feeling this many people huddled around me. Since Shanghai, I think. I mean, there are people pushing in every direction. There is people pouring into and out of, I mean, seemingly magically, uh, in and out of the pubs and the bars. I'm hearing Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, French, German, English, lots and lots of English. It is remarkable how many people are represented in this city right now. It's uh, 11 o'clock at night, just heading back to the train. <laughs> it's going to seem so stinking quiet back in Leiden. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's been an adventure. I'm trying to decide what I think about this city. I, I mean, look, it's great, and I can't wait to come back. I can't wait to, to visit it during the day. Um, I'm looking forward to visiting it when it's not quite as crazy. The architecture of the city is fascinating. Whenever I stand here and I look and I see the rooftops reflected um, by the sheer light being reflected off of the canals, uh, the rooftops are astounding, the diverse, creative. The city is, is a true metropolitan, perhaps as metropolitan as New York is, only with a European feel. Interesting fact, did you know that New York was once called New Amsterdam? But the Dutch didn't feel like fighting with the British, and so they seceded and gave them the name. There's probably more to that story, and I'm sorry for those that actually know it, but one very American, one very European. Amsterdam couldn't be more European. It couldn't be more liberal, left-wing, libertarian, I can't imagine a city that could be more than 
Amsterdam is. Uh, but that breeds culture. It breeds something anyways. So, uh, long story short, I can't wait to visit the city and really dig into it. But for now, it's to the train station I go. My daily routine while in the west of the Netherlands, or in Holland, would begin with a 20-minute bicycle ride into Leiden, either to work in the local Starbucks or to take the train to The Hague, Rotterdam, or maybe Amsterdam. A third of this bicycle ride took me through a charming little forest on a path alongside a canal. Just at the end of this path, before I'd returned to the main roads, there was a charming windmill. I'll post some of the pictures on my Instagram feed, One morning, as I was riding in, I saw a gentleman doing some work on the windmill. I asked him if I could ask him a few questions for a podcast that I was working on, and he was happy to allow me to pull out my recorder and put it in his face. Wonderful. So maybe just start by introducing yourself. Your name? My name is Pierre. Um, I'm a volunteer. uh, Pierre is now retired and spends a lot of time working on several windmills in the area. The words, the hobby, in Dutch's hobby. How old is this windmill? Is it 1735? And is this where it was when it was built? The body of the, of the, of the mill is 1735. Right, okay. And what would have been the original purpose of this mill here? Uh, the water. Uh, so the water, well, okay. Stay here. I think it's important to explain a little bit about the Netherlands' history. A lot of what is now Holland would have been part of the sea several hundred years ago. The rich agricultural land, which now grows flowers, among other things, that are purchased and sold all over the world, became usable as engineers in the 16th, 17th, and 18th century built the canals to carry and control the waters. One area, just a few kilometers from this windmill, actually lies below the sea level and has this wonderful levee surrounding it and a pump system to keep it from flooding. This would be an incredible feat now, but before electricity, this accomplishment was even more impressive. I was ignorant to the many uses of windmills before. Now, I understand how important these silent giants are to the Dutch history. Although they serve many purposes, for things you'd expect, like milling flour or powering wood saws, they were instrumental in keeping the waterworks effective. So we've now hooked in... Right, yes. <laughs> it's like starting up an old airplane. And there it is, the wind has picked it up a little bit. Is this an older windmill or would this be a relatively newer uh, one? No, this, this is the oldest. The oldest, oldest from this. Uh, yes, it is Dutch on the, on the side. Oh, there's the wind, yeah. Eventually, Pierre invited me into the windmill for coffee. Several minutes in, a lady, curious as I was, came over and joined us as well as we sat inside this incredible piece of history, all of us drinking instant coffee and doing our best to communicate in English. Sorry, I don't speak Dutch. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> Now, I've noticed that 
the G is pronounced a little differently here than it is in Eindhoven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's soft. In Eindhoven is the, the G, G. That's know? right. And here, G. Yeah. Right. Eindhoven, G, G. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. The word gazelle? Gezellig, right. yes. yes, gezellig. Ja, inderdaad, ja. In Eindhoven, gezellig. Oh ja, ja. Hier is het gezellig. Gezellig, ja, ja. ja. This, this is gezellig. Yes. This is gezellig. Ja, dit is gezellig. Heel gezellig. When I woke up this morning, I didn't think I would be having coffee in the windmill. <laughs> Surprise. Crystal, my wife, she has this wonderful ability to make friends with people wherever she goes. She's curious, and I think makes other people curious too when wandering around with six kids in tow. People often describe Crystal and the kids when they're out and about as a mother duck with her ducklings following behind. While in the French Alps, we met a lovely couple who, as it turns out, lived the next town over from where we were staying in Holland. They invited us over one day and truly modeled a gazellic home and experience. Theirs is a lovely house with smart furnishings, complete with a fully stocked large bookshelf. Arjen and I talked about technology and the impact the screen might be having on us as a society. He used to write code with punch cards and managed computer systems when computers were as large as rooms. As technology continued to advance at a staggering rate, he became increasingly interested in how systems and processes were being pushed on humans. Humans expecting to be as efficient as machines. He built a career advising businesses on how to get the most out of people for, for their humanity rather than the normal consultant which helps streamline systems and processes. As we talked, he told me about his love for organ music and how popular organ music was in Holland. Every Tuesday night, he told me, in the nearby city of Harlem, there's a free organ recital. I couldn't resist. The church was magnificent, the sound reverberating for a heavenly eternity after the root sound had ceased. Hundreds came to enjoy this recital. The casing of the organ itself was something to behold. I've posted some images of the organ and of the church on Instagram.
Netherlands, you have been special. Thank you for your warm hospitality, for showing me how useful innovation can be when it comes to looking at municipal planning and solving real problems. Thank you for enduring through the war and for your part in ending it. Thank you for your open-mindedness, even your idealistic optimism. We learned of an experienced gazellek in your arms. And the Netherlands was the birthplace of this podcast, the Natecast. I think it'll hold a special place in my heart for that reason alone. But we move forward. We're now in Germany. More on that, like I said, next week. Last week, I launched my patronage page, a place where people who want to support creators and artists like me can do so. If you'd be willing to support this podcast as well as Service Please, the other podcast in production, you can easily commit to becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Nate Sawatsky. If you want to get in touch, please do. Tweet me at Nate Sawatsky, that's N-A-T-E-S-A-W-A-T-Z-K-Y, or find me on Instagram, same thing, at Nate Sawatsky. If email is more your thing, send me an email, nate at inkandfeathercollective.com. Look, so many people would love a half hour of your attention, and you gave me yours. Thank you. Seriously, I don't take it for granted. Special thanks this week to Pierre in the city of Harlem. For now, peace. Alright, so we're on a train. To Amsterdam first. Where are we going after Amsterdam? I, uh, a place to Oostrecht? No, we just kind of came from Oostrecht. Uh, then... Where eventually are we going today? Germany? Uh, no. Lubeck. Lubeck. Tell me about the train run right now. Well, it's a train that goes for an hour. And it's very fast, and it has two floors. 